Hi everyone, welcome to HubShots episode 51, the podcast for marketing managers who use HubSpot or are considering using HubSpot. My name's Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found and with me is my co-host, Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. Craig, how are you? I'm well. Beautiful Monday night here in Sydney. Yes, it is. Monday the 19th of September. Now, Craig, you know what this means? There's going to be about 40 and a bit days to inbound. I was, just, you- I was just checking inboundcountdown.com and yeah, 50 days and 46 minutes. So we're just about to tick down to 49. So yeah, by the time listeners hear this, what, that'd be 46, 47 That's days. Right. So close. There you go. And we have another speaker announced. Yeah, so I was really happy about this one, Angela Duckworth. She's, uh, well, she's kind of super brainy, heaps of um, accolades, but she's written a book called Grit, which I'm actually reading at the moment. And you know how I used to do those predictions? Yes. Well, after I've, if I'd got my timing right, if I'd finished this earlier, I would have added her as a prediction. I would have actually got one right. Well, I'll give it to you, Craig. (laughs) She's fantastic. Her book, Grit, is one of those which is talking about hard work versus talent. You know, we've discussed that before on the show, this idea that dedicated practice and getting good at your craft kind of trumps innate initial talent over time, which I really like. Something Gary Vaynerchuk always picks up on, you know, getting that passion going for it and uh, working hard. So I really like her message and and she's done a lot of scientific research into this. So, yeah, 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 she's a professor at some prestigious uni so yeah yeah so take away from this i'd recommend people get the book i'm about to get the book and have a read of it before we get to inbound because i think when we hear it, it'll make all the more sense when we're listening to her so I'm, I'm really excited to hear angela at inbound yeah she's gonna be great there's been some other speakers as well we won't go into but um maybe next week but yeah check out inbound.com <laughs> now um we should talk about what we're going to do the, the hubshots meetup uh, yeah, inbound. maybe we should have another episode about the meetup plan. <laughs> the meetup. But I thought it's worth just reiterating what our plan is there. So we're not actually going to have specific events that we organise, but what we're talking about is on the events that are on during inbound. Uh, this is a typical kind of experience if you're on your own. You yeah. go you go to the like the opening keynote and afterwards there's a million people, but you feel you're on your own. That's yes. actually a common experience because everyone's Correct. in their own kind of groups. Yes. So what our meetups are is we will in the WhatsApp group will actually say here we are we'll kind of be in a certain location so if you're on your own you just have to wander over to us and other people and you'll actually um yeah have some people to talk to yeah so yeah that was really interesting because i think last year what happened was i happened to meet you at training day and i you know we'd met in sydney at hugs and i think then we we actually made a plan to meet each other when seth was speaking and i think that made that experience of inbound so much better because I actually hung out with you yeah. during that time. Yeah. It was my first time and it was your second. So I think definitely. So we'd love to have all our listeners or anybody else who is doing inbound alone to actually come and hang out with us and not feel like they're doing inbound by themselves. Yeah, join us on the WhatsApp group. All right. Now, Craig, uh, Varun, who's your channel account manager, mentioned there's about 60 to 70 HubSpotters attending from Australia, which is pretty... Decent. Yeah, that's yeah, a mix of partners and direct HubSpot customers going. So, yeah, there'll be a nice – and that's just Australia. I think Asia-Pac in general will be, overall will be much bigger as well. So that'll be great. So come and join us at uh, yeah in the WhatsApp group and then our little meetups. So that'll be great. All right, on to our HubSpot tip of the week. Now, Craig, just before we're getting this show together, I discovered this tweet. And it's actually a 2016 product refresh from HubSpot. Now, 
I did notice this was happening because I was I've been a lot in the sales side in leading and stuff in the tool. I noticed it looked different. It looked actually a lot nicer, cleaner, better to get around. And they've just announced that they're going to do a product refresh across the board for HubSpot, starting with sales and then moving on to marketing. And they're basically doing app by app. And it's to bring consistency through the product. So it gives us a better experience. And I think that's a great thing to do. Yeah, it's really nice, actually. And I, I remember when I was asking it, you were telling me about it, I was saying, oh, can you put your finger on what it is? No, there's just these kind of subtle changes. You can't really notice it. But overall, you just feel calmer or yeah it feels like a nice nice and consistent yeah so you know that's when they're just they're you know in the 80 20 they're really in the 20 percent of tweaking there that's right and i I think they said they talked about really challenging themselves with the product and seeing what they can do to make it better and i think that was one of the things that came up look i think that's really important and uh i always think of this when we use zero as our accounting package Uh, i know a lot of people use zero now but I've always thought zero just it feels really good to use. And the functionality I'm sure many other accounting packages have, but there's just something about the user experience. It just shows how how important that is. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Now here's your bonus HubSpot tip or feature of the week. And it's about setting workflows and suppressions and priorities in the workflow tool. Yeah, look, from something new, which is the HubSpot refresh you just talked about, to something old, because this is nothing new in, in the workflow tool, but I think it's worth reminding people about when you're in a workflow, you can go to the settings and there's this section at the bottom. We've got a screenshot just from one of my workflows, suppressions and priorities, and just this idea that if someone enters a workflow, you can bump them out of others and you can control people because often customers will say oh look i've got someone in this workflow i don't want them getting 20 emails every day what can i do and this suppressions uh your friend yeah so i think it can be often overlooked because you can create a workflow but you never actually end up going to the settings and seeing it so i had probably seen it ages ago and i forgot it was there and then you reminded me i'm like oh okay i should check that out so that's a great tip all right on to our opinion of the week when people say they want a new website actually what they're saying is they want a new web strategy craig yeah, so I always try and remind myself of this when we're talking with customers and they'll say, oh, look, we want to refresh the website, we want to do this. And you've really got to ask why. Quite often they don't know and you've got to actually drill into it and say, well, why do you want to do this? And you do find out actually they want a new strategy. So they're actually asking you because they're not getting the results of the current website that they want and they think a you know a look and feel makeover is going to make all the difference. You actually have to dig in and say, why, 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 what is it? And you find out actually sales are down oh why and so we need more leads oh why aren't you getting well it's not converting oh why isn't it converting no one's paid attention you know all of those kind of yes. things and so it's like the five whys you dig in so i just kind of wanted to remind uh listeners of this especially if you're a marketing manager and you're kind of getting that pressure often upper management will say oh you know the website hasn't been refreshed in a while what's going on and it's like well okay yeah we should do that why are we doing it you know that old solve for the problem as we say don't just do it for the sake of Exactly. Look and feel there's got to be a reason behind it. So I think that's always a good reminder to think about the actual root cause or the root problem you're trying to solve. Yeah. So, okay, that leads us well on to the challenge of the week. And this is a challenge that I've been having with a couple of customers is that we've taken their website. What's really interesting is that they've been making sales. And then when we went to actually optimize the site, we've discovered that things just don't flow. There's lots of roadblocks in the way. The guarantees are after they're talking about the product instead of highlighting the guarantees beforehand. Right. They're not clearly explaining things. And so what it really highlighted to us is that when you're actually doing this or you're evaluating your content, 
what I discovered, no one had actually thought about the buyer's journey. They didn't know where they were. They were trying to sell them the product and they were trying to give them a download <laughs> of a particular item. And we went, oh, it's all very muddled. So we were trying to clean that up. And we also didn't know, they didn't know at which stage the buyer was. So really, the demo is really at the end. It was really funny. They were trying to get them to buy the product. But as you scroll down the page, you said, do you want a demo? <laughs> so right. I was like, hang on, you first wanted me to buy it. Now you're giving me a demonstration. So again, totally mixed up giving mixed messages, making it really hard for that transaction. So understand where the person is in the buyer's journey and make sure you have a clear path to conversion. So, you know, if the first thing you want people to do is actually download the ebook or download the cheat sheet, then get them to do that first before talking about, do you want to buy the product or do you want a comparison about this product? And be really clear because I think you cut a lot of clutter out and actually start again. So pretty much what we're looking to do is actually start all over and clean it up. So it's really clear and concise what people are getting and what the benefits are for them to use that product. Right. That's an excellent point. I'll just make a comment on that because I actually, I think that's a common problem. Customers have that, but it's actually a good problem to have because actually if you've got content assets and all of these things, that actually puts you ahead of some websites where it's all brochureware, you know, it's almost... You know, there's nothing of value. It's actually only promotional. But if a customer or a site has all of those in place, the the key value that, say, you add as an agency or a marketing manager that's across this kind of thing is they kind of say, right, I've got all these assets. I actually don't need to create all that content. I've actually just got to put it in that buyer's journey. I've just got to understand that and make sure everyone across the company is across that and they understand that concept. You're actually not far away. It's almost like you've done 60 or 70% of the work just got to get it in the right order and tweak it you can actually get some huge kind of benefits just from that yeah absolutely so yeah my takeaway is don't believe everything someone tells you and go and look for yourself and evaluate the buyer's journey and the content on the site great tip all right craig on to our pro tip of the week and this is a really good one, which I had not discovered. All right. So this is just, uh, I actually haven't done this yet, right? Okay. So normally I like to implement something before I mention it on the show, but I just did want to mention this because I think it's useful. It's that LinkedIn, it's LinkedIn has finally, finally provided conversion tracking. Yes. Okay. So this has been sorely missing for, well, years, really. Every other social channel has conversion tracking. Yes. LinkedIn has now rolled this out so you can have a conversion <laughs> pixel. And just reading through their site, and we've got a link to it on the site, it looks quite good, comprehensive. You can set specific URLs, all that kind of stuff. So I just wanted to mention that to listeners straight away because I know it's been a common shortcoming for LinkedIn. So if you're not aware of that yet, uh, there's the link and go and get it in place. And in the next week or two, we'll obviously be doing that for customers as well. So I'll have real-world kind of experience yeah. to talk about but i just wanted to mention it yeah straight away absolutely just imagine how good this is like you're actually promoting your content on linkedin and you can actually know that something's actually driving conversions and do more of it or do less of it if it's not going so good yeah and what i'll be interested to see is whether that flows through to the apps add-on yeah. yeah i don't know i haven't haven't checked that part either i we'll imagine it would it. yeah test and measure i say Craig. test and measure good one All right, on to our State of Inbound item of the week. So, Craig, there's the new State of Inbound report for 2016. We're going to talk about this over the next couple of weeks as we head towards inbound. But one of the things I wanted to highlight was on page 29 are the sales challenges. And getting a response is now the biggest difficulty from salespeople. Yeah, this is really interesting insight from the report. By the way, we should probably take a step back and talk about what the State of Inbound is because, you know, when we started this podcast right back at, well, almost a year year ago... ago. (laughs) 
And shot six was our state of inbound item of the week. It was because of the state of inbound report had been released just then. It was so such a useful collection of insights into inbound and behaviours and challenges that people are facing. So just for listeners that might not have heard of it, it's a report. HubSpot compiles it based on a survey of thousands of people globally. There was a couple of hundred, I think, from Australia even this year and larger from the Asia-Pac region. So it actually has some statistical relevance when it's all compiled and they basically ask a ton of questions about agencies and customers and users and what the challenges that they're experiencing both in marketing and sales. Enlightening, I think, to see what other challenges people are facing. And this one that you've just mentioned is really good. What is the main problem that sales are having i mean we're just going to pick out there's so many gems you can pick out and discuss but this one yeah and getting a response from prospects was by far the biggest challenge that they had and i thought this is really interesting because if you're a marketing manager or you're building collateral for your sales team and helping them with their sales processes it's that whole quantity versus quality issue and people i think fall into the trap of saying oh well we'll just reach as many people as possible But that's irrelevant if they're not responding because that is the challenge. And so really what you need to be thinking about is cut through and how you offer value in that initial email and something that separates you. It's not just the standard asking for a meeting or a call, all that kind of stuff, but just, yeah, being, I guess, original and thinking and creative in in how you do those outreach pieces. And I think also another thing is that um, think about the sales tools people use and how that's also evolved over time. Like I look at HubSpot sales that and what the tools are available. It's just quite interesting to see even that alone can give you a lot more insight, which can help you craft your message better. I think that's right. And I'll just talk about one of our customers. Uh, they've got a quite a mature sales process in place. So they've had this long before we became involved. But uh, and they were using other tools. They've just moved to HubSpot now. But I know that their VP of sales, uh, he actually spends quite a lot of time on each prospect that he's going to reach out to, does research on them and spends, you know, could be up to an hour about them to craft a message. So he's all about quality. And I think his response rate is more than 50%. It's very high. And he does book a lot of meetings that way rather than the, you know, the one or two minute quick look, oh, got their title right, blasted out, and then never hear back from them. So it's about putting that effort in. And that really differentiates you. If you get an email, that's kind of, it's almost written to you personally, you will respond. And Absolutely. I think that's, that's the real takeaway. Yeah. And I think one of the things that you'll see in the report is that customer references is a big influence in making short decisions, right? And I think what's really interesting is that in this slide, it says, what source of information do you rely on when making a purchasing decision for your business software? And word of mouth is really up there. So one of the things that, and I know that one of our customers uses, and he's in recruitment, he actually looks, he goes on LinkedIn and he looks for common people that someone might know. So he'll say, look, I'm already working with blah, like I'm already working with Craig and Craig is, and then I know Craig and therefore, wow, that's already been cut through because there's a common person there. And so there's that trust that's initially built. And I think that's clearly demonstrated in this report as one of the key things that people do is when they're making choices. Yeah, well, I think from a marketing manager's point of view, providing that kind of collateral to the sales team, because you know it is so important, case studies and all of those customer reference pieces, they often try to create brochures that are just talking about features. We've got more features than the other one. No, actually talk about success that you've had with other customers. Yeah. 
and customer references in there. And then what's interesting, actually, everything else was down, but people looked at media articles slightly more as opposed to the previous year before. So that's an interesting statistic. So use case studies in your consideration and decision when you're talking about your strategies. And we'll talk about more about State of Inbound as we go on. There's so um, we've, we've got a link to the report, download it and enjoy. There's so many useful things in there. I know. We could have another 10 episodes with State of Inbound. <laughs> so look forward to that. And, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on, because there's things specifically for Asia Pacific and ANZ that will come up, and we'll talk about that in future episodes. So stay tuned. Now, we've got a great resource of the week. Last week we had Larry Kim. This week we're having John Lo- Luma. And we've got more Larry Kim later. And we've later. got more Larry Kim later. <laughs> it's the Larry Kim and John Luma show, really. And this is about Facebook image dimensions. So you asked me this question. I'm like, well, I don't know, but it, you're quite right. It has changed, hasn't it? Yeah. So this is talking about the dimensions of things like photos you use, app images, uh, all those kind of things. But often in ads, we have uh, the normal uh, website click or conversion size. And I've always used 1200 by 627. And if you're listening to this and going, what dimensions? I really don't care. Well, that's, that's of course, because you're, someone else should be looking after that, your company, your ad agency, things like that. But it's actually now 1,200 by 628, an extra pixel in the height. Yeah. And so I learned that from... I wonder from, what happened. I don't know when that changed. It might have changed a while ago. But thanks to John Loomer, I know that now. It's 628. So I've got to get an extra pixel in my ad images. That's right. Now, if, you, if you're thinking about you've never tried out creating Facebook uh, images and so on, Canva is a great place to start because it has those yeah, standard nice sizes in there. It has actually most of the ad platforms, it has the sizes in there. So if you don't know where to start, that's a great place to, to start. All right. Now, our community item of the week is the Facebook newsfeed hacking by Larry Kim. We've linked to that. It's a great article to read. And we've mentioned a few of these things over time. It's like, you know, one of the ones that we've mentioned is that when you've promoted your content, all the people that haven't liked your page you can actually go through and invite them by going through to see who's liked it and then seeing invite them to like the page that's gold that's That's been working so well for me i can't believe everyone's not doing that so that's a little secret hack for facebook and it's he mentions it in this article as well one of his five hacks correct and he mentions about targeting and so on so i definitely recommend you read it and even if you permit one thing out of that article you're ahead of the pack yeah, oh, look, I'll just mention one for uh, another one for listeners because yes. he talks about that targeting one that you mentioned. I thought yes. it was really smart because he's saying this is not uh, ad targeting. This is just organic targeting. He says target certain interests of your audience, your current page fans, yes. with a post. So that means you're putting a post on your page, but you're only targeting a subset of your fans. He's doing that so that the engagement is as a percentage higher. And I never thought of that. I thought, oh, never try and limit the exposure of a post. But it's a really good idea because Facebook sees the the engagement that that gets, and if the percentage is high, then it will actually get more response. It's really clever. Like he's, I love Larry Kim. He's, yeah. spe- I'm sure he's speaking at Inbound. That, oh, absolutely. That is a must see session. I remember him last year. Do you remember we were just in there going? I know. Oh, that's exciting stuff. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I'm writing that one down. Larry Kim, he's the man. So yeah, have a look because I think you could, there's a lot to learn from what he's written. All right, on to our podcast of the week, Craig. Now, this is called Broadcast. It's the Inbound Learning Podcast by HubSpot Academy. This is the video podcast. So have a look. But I think it's a great I've, – I've watched it quite a few times because usually when the Inbound Learning bo- Broadcast is on, it's like at 3 a.m. in the morning. 
And so this is a great way to catch up and stay in line, but it's a video, so I recommend you actually watch it while you're at your desk because you can pick up things in there that you can actually implement nice in HubSpot. Nice Plus one. you get to – you can ask questions. If you're actually on the broadcast, you can actually ask some questions of the team. Right. So I haven't tried this yet. I'm going to check this out. But you're so – just so I understand it, so they're actually doing a live kind of webinar Correct. kind of it's thing. Pretty they're much recording the webinar and then making it available as a, as a vidcast yes. or podcast kind yeah. of thing. Nice. Okay. So definitely worth looking at because you'll learn about new products or using the products better when it comes to HubSpot. Nice. Now, Craig, app of the week. This is gold. This this is a must-have app of the week because it's the Little Bub Weather app. <laughs> and I don't know if you know Little Bub, but well, you introduced Little Bub to me early this I, afternoon. I, I, you know, on Instagram, really the only things I follow are you know a few friends on Instagram and it's also, some funny and some cute animals, right? And Little Bub is this cute little kitten that suffers so many little genetic diseases, like it's got dwarfism and it's perma-kitten status. Yes, and, I know, the lower jaw is more yeah, than the upper jaw. And it's the cutest little cat, right? And so <laughs> on the weekend, on Instagram, um, Little Bub, who's the, the name of the, the little kitten, she's released a weather app, and basically it gives you the weather, of course, but you don't care about the weather. What no. you care about is the, <laughs> the cute photos of Little Bub, and so if it's raining, it'll give you all the weather details and there's little bub with a little umbrella and so, oh my goodness, she's so cute. So anyway, get the app, but also I'd encourage you to actually have a look at little bub's site. Now, you'd be amazed at how the owner of little bub has made little bub stand out. Like little bub's written a book, there's a plush toy. <laughs> there are so many things that little bub has and just the amount of content that he's created is just phenomenal. It's a great example of someone who has a passion for something has really gone all out and has like created so many channels that he reaches people. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. This like, is you're I right. looked at it it's and a I went digital wow, marketing it's, case study. It's really good. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Go through, have a look at it, and and see what's possible because I think it might actually open your eyes in your own business to go. Oh, have I actually thought about doing this? Or am I just doing the same thing that everybody else is doing? So have a look. Pick the channels, it, yeah. Pick the channels. I'll have to check whether Little Bub's on LinkedIn. I don't think so. <laughs> There's a channel we can <laughs> tell them about. <laughs> LinkedIn. Little Bub business coaching. No. All, All right. right. Now on to our quote of the week, Craig. And this is from Angela Duckworth. Yes. It says, purpose, the intention to contribute to the well-being of others. I just thought that was great. I pulled that straight out of her book, Grit, which yes. I've been reading. It was a great because uh, she's got a, uh, a chapter on purpose, and so there's one on passion and purpose. Yes, and just uh, what motivates people to you know have grit and you know sustainability, and part of it always has to have some element of well-being for others. Like the people that actually do stick with stuff when others are part of that focus, they're the ones that really seem to have grit to get going. And I think it's a really interesting aspect to. Purpose, because I always thought purpose was kind of a self-centered, not yes. self-centered in, in a selfish way, but just kind of a very inward-focused kind of thing. What's yeah. my purpose? But yep. she's saying, yeah, it's around the intention of helping others. I just think that's a beautiful way to pull, pull it together, yeah. Absolutely. That's a great quote of the week. Another reason you should be at Inbound to see her, yeah. That's right. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to leave us a comment, please do so on Instagram or Twitter or even on our Facebook page. And if you would like to join us in our WhatsApp group, you can go to hubshots.com slash WhatsApp. And 
fill out the form and we will add you to our WhatsApp groups. We just need your mobile number, basically, to add you in there. So, Correct. yeah. And we've got a few HubSpot staff people in there now. We do, So, yeah, too. you can yes. get in there and hassle them. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great community. We're getting some great questions through and people asking us some questions, which is fantastic. And we'd love to hear more. So if you've got any questions, please hit us up. If you've used Website Grader and you want us to have a look at the results and you want some feedback, happy to help you there too. Until next time, Craig. I'll catch you later, Ian. See you, Craig. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.